I'm not even going to make a Macarena joke. I'm like, because <laughs> there's nothing I could come up with that you've dun, not dun, heard dun, before. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, hey, dun, Macarena. Dun, yes, right. I get that. I'm here with Macarena. Mm-hmm. She runs um, Expatriate Radio. And what's the name of the radio show? The radio show is International Real Estate Talk, where we're helping people look for property abroad and know what they need to know before they go. Okay. And the other one is Belize Talk Radio, which is obviously Belize specific. Right. Yeah. Now, because I know when I travel with my wife, everywhere we go, we are drawn like you know flies to bug zappers <laughs> it's not the best metaphor but we want to go and see you know for sale oh we, maybe we could live here maybe we could stay here and, and i think a lot of people have that experience especially in february march if you come from a colder climate very true um and of course most people think you know well florida i know florida certainly canada that's the destination that's kind of typical uh, and the real estate is there is good, but it gets kind of complicated to own property in the U.S. these days. You know, my accountant says, eh, IRS is getting kind of aggressive. And it's, you know, not that we wouldn't want to we wouldn't want to do anything illegal, but it does seem to be quite complicated. And my feeling is there's got to be easier ways to own property other than just defaulting to the warmer climates in the U.S. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with that because even if you're coming from abroad and you're buying property in the United States, there's a certain amount of time that you can live there and you can... You know, you can actually use the property. Whereas if you go to Central America and there's other islands and places that you can go to, you can be there free. You know, people don't think of it like the Philippines. And there's lots of areas like Greece that are good buying markets right now. <laughs> you know, they, they are. It's the fact. And you get um, the lovely smoke of the... Uh of the austerity protests to, <laughs> to lighten up your sunset. I hear it makes them quite beautiful and bright and shiny. That would make it very entertaining correctly, right. right? But there are some certain places that you can actually buy very well right now. And, you know, those are the places that are trying to attract people that are looking to retire, the baby boomers, and, right. and people that need to do something different. And, you know, quite frankly, we deal with people every day that are coming from the North Americas mm. that cannot afford to retire where they live. And um, and that's a pity. Yeah. That's... that's um, that's horrific uh, for people to have worked their whole life and not have enough money to retire where they live. Or they're just terrified of the healthcare system. Uh, I mean, too. there's that aspect that as well. I mean, I, I come from Canada, so there are times when I would just love to be able to go pay a doctor to take care of me rather than, oh, wait. I'll take a number, I'll wait, you and know. Wait. So it's, I mean, I don't care. I'm in my 40s, it doesn't really matter. But when I get older, I'm, I'm yeah. But, you know, it, it, it does matter. I have family in Regina, you know, in Saskatchewan area. And, you know, it is difficult because you, you do want to just, they will come to the United States. My, my father is an internal medicine doctor in Washington, D.C. Right. They'll come to, you know, come and have a drink with him and hang out and have dinner and ask him questions sure, <laughs> sure. because they can't get into their doctor. No. And, um, and it shouldn't be that way. But even in the North Americas or in the United States, people can't afford to go to the doctor. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in you know, a week-long uh, stay in the hospital is over $100,000. So if you don't have insurance, how do you how do you pay for that? Well, you can't. You I mean, can't. It's the half of all bankruptcies in the U.S. are medically related, right? So That's very true. So the whole world is. Let's say your whole world is your oyster. Um, where do you recommend people look and why these That's days? I mean, I know it's a shifting. You know, this is March 2013. So. <laughs> By at the end of March, it might be different. You know, maybe volcanoes have opened up where you recommend, and I don't know. But <laughs> that's very appropriate. Uh, but you know, where now do you think is uh, interesting to look at, and why? When we counsel people, I actually work with them to find out what their scenario is, because many people are looking for somewhere they don't want to learn a new language. Yeah, uh, English is their first language. Well, then obviously a place like Belize or the even the Philippines, the first, you know, the third largest country in the world that speaks English. You know, there's. It, I'm sorry, what now? The Philippines. It's is, what? It's actually the third largest country in the world that speaks English. Is that right? Yes. Is that phenomenal? I, 
It's, it, it's, it's amazing to you me. You know, I love doing interviews where I feel retarded. So far, <laughs> so far we're three for three. Oh, you dear know, Lord. The things that I just had no idea and, about. And you so. are like so the philosopher guru yeah, yeah, and, and my hero. I specialize so, uh, so that really in everything makes me, else. That makes me feel just touched and fascinating. Oh, that's great. But so, so the Philippines, all right. You know, and, and I speak Spanish fluently. It's my first language. Oh, okay. And then I speak English. I'm still working on the English. and. It's, you know, I'm still working on that. But anyhow. Well, let's not switch to Spanish. And we won't uh, switch. So we'll defer to your English. Oh, so well, that will leave a, do you, you don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Okay, so I'll leave the fourth thing. So we won't, we won't do Spanish. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the dance. Um, but those things are important because it's highly, highly underrated to try and learn a new language if you're, you know, in your 40s as I am. Um, I've been in Belize for nine years. And for me to learn Creole, which is a local language that we have, it's very difficult. Mm. I actually, on my radio show, teach people how to, the last 15 minutes, how to speak Creole, and I'm still struggling with it. <laughs> I have someone teach us. But anyhow, so places that they don't have to learn a language, yep. um, you know, is very intriguing to people. And well, and, and especially, I mean, if there is a medical emergency or something, or you get in trouble with the authorities, you don't want to be struggling with a second language, of course, right? That's very true. And yeah. the other thing is, is, for quality of life and intimacy of connections, when you speak the same language, you already have a synchronicity. Friendships are so much easier to it, develop. Yeah. It, it is, and you're not then automatically an outsider. Mm -hmm. So there are places like Belize and, and, and that do draw people because of that. There's many reasons why you know Panama is a brilliant choice and you know selection for people. There's a great retirement program. There's incentives there that okay, are Okay, what's the retirement strong. program? Well, their retirement program they actually can give you residency, and you don't have to come in with you know a whole hunk of money, which is very strong or for jump people. Jump in and out, and you yeah. yes, you you don't have to pop in and out. Like in Belize, you have to live there for a year. Um, many right. people don't want to go and live. Forgive me. In, in Belize, you have a qualified retire plan, which you can do without having to live there, right. you know, for right away. Um, but if you're doing residency and citizenship, you have to live in the country for a year right. and then do the citizenship program, which is three more years. Right. So there's a lot of the, you know hoopla's to or hoops to go through. Not difficult, but the easiest. Panama is one of the easiest. Costa Rica is attractive, also. Um, the people that are looking at Costa Rica, though they are looking for more communities. They want developments and they want to be in areas with other expatriates. Right. Um, in Belize we don't have that because you can live anywhere because everyone is, speaks the same language. Right, so you don't, okay. you're, you're already amongst people that you know are, are like you in many ways. Right. Um, but, and again, the Philippines was a, a very interesting one that's been very busy with expatriation. Hmm. So who would know, right? Right. <laughs> and, and I do find that many people, I, I spoke about the retirement reason of why they expatriate because they, they can't afford to live where they are and retire. Yeah. Medical tourism is becoming a very large thing now. And if they can get their same treatment or heart surgery for one-fifth or one-sixth of the money that they would abroad where they came from, expatriations will be very good to people. And I also think, I mean, a lot of the people that I know uh, are younger. And what they're saying is, especially people who know something about, you know, Austrian economics or, you know, libertarianism, they're looking at this, you know, growing semi-fascistic behemoth of the U.S. and other Western countries and saying, do I really want to start a career here when I simply know for a fact that services mathematically are going to be reduced, taxes are going to be increased, debt is going to go up, opportunities are going to decline, and, and just going to be constant social upheaval. And so they're looking to say, okay, if I'm going to start my life, where do I want to start my life? And so there's some people who are very interested in doing that who are, I mean, most of the people I know who are looking to expat are in their 20s or 30s, early 30s. 
And isn't that a phenomenal figure? Because even 10 years ago or nine years ago when I was helping people look to where they were gonna expatriate, they were in their 40s to like 60 range. Yep. Yep. And it is much younger. I've done, I've been blessed to do four HGTV International House Hunters TV shows ah. as the realtor, which ah. is really fun. I'm getting ready to do my fifth. You'll have the breaking news now in two weeks. <laughs> so now you know the breaking news. And, um, but the thing is, is the last show that I did was a couple from Canada, mm. and they're in their very early 30s, and they expatriated yep. and opened a bio biological center here. Um, and not biological, they're, they're doing anything bad. They're taking students in to teach them the environment and studies oh, okay. and things like that. And then the other one is the, the fifth house hunter that we're going to do is actually a couple that is 28 and 27 coming in from North America, from the United States. So... You know, there is much more of this, that people are wanting to start their life now, yep. not because they can't retire or afford to, but because they want to start where there's actual opportunity. And it's very right. difficult to start. You know, I've started four different companies in the United States, and it's it takes a lot of chuspa. Yep. Um, it does take, you know, finances, of course, but it takes extreme amount of chuspa. And when you go out of that box and you can do it um, for less money, and not so much regulation and difficulties, right. it's a lot easier to do. And a lot of people want to be their own boss. Well, yeah, and you combine that particularly, you know, north of the 48th parallel with you know, icy fist of winter closing around your brain for four <laughs> or five months of the year. Brain and it freeze. starts to become a little bit more attractive. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's enough security guards at the airport to get me back in that airplane on, <laughs> on Monday, but we'll see. Now, we will keep you here. what are the challenges of getting into real estate and getting, I mean, because it's one thing, I know in Canada you can leave for six months of the year, maintain your citizenship, and Canada's a pretty nice country weather-wise for six months of the year, and it's pretty nice. That's true. Um, so do you think people, I mean, obviously most people would like to dip their toe, do you think that they should just do a, a grand tour and figure out which one they like the best? What's the best way to pick where you want to go, and what are the challenges of owning real estate in other countries? Mm. I, I actually really do stress for people to find an expert that can help them, um, and not because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a certified international property specialist, um, but I'm one of only 12 people in the world allowed to teach the course for National Association of Realtors. Yeah, okay. So I've, I've, in that, I've taught and I've instructed people. So there's one expert in something in this video. And so, this well is going to be confusing to people because <laughs> they're used to my amateur opinions. I'm sorry. I didn't know somebody knew what they were talking about. It's just totally breaking the show format. I'm anyway, so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. But, but it's important. It's important to know that someone actually has integrity and cares about your best case scenario. Well, it's one of the biggest decisions you're ever going to make. Where Forever. are you going to settle? Where are you going to invest? I mean, you, you take advisors on, I don't know, a little bits of financial information, taxes, and so on, but this is your entire community, your entire it's life. Very important. And I have, I've actually helped people talk them, you know, themselves out of certain areas because it wasn't the best fit for them. Mm. Financially, the structure wasn't working. It would not have been a good scenario for them to raise their children there. They would have a long quarantine for their animals for whatever reason, you know. And every place you go, them. you love at first. Absolutely. Right? So you go there and you go and rent. You know, right. it, of course I do. I do international real estate. I help people also find rentals because it may be they may be just absolutely in love with the island of Ambergris Cay where we are, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. But I I do ask them to also come and see inland where the ruins are in the rivers and see what if they're going to live in Belize what the whole scenario is like. I have clients that I'm working with right now that are in Manila, and I've actually put them in two different rentals in two different areas for them to decide where they're going to be. Right. Because you really don't know, because I'm like you, you go somewhere, of course you love it, you see the glass is half full, it's beautiful, I can live here, I, I, these people are wonderful. 
But living there's a different thing. Sure. And when you ask opinions from 30 different people, you get 30 different opinions. So if you have an expert in someone that's actually compassionate and cares about the best case scenario for you, it matters. Yeah, it matters. Sure. So I ask people to seek them out and find an expert in their field that's going to actually help them and an actual sanction. Realtor is always a good choice. Right. So, I mean, you'd need a realtor. Obviously, you'd need somebody, uh, a lawyer, to help you with uh, immigration yes. questions and issues. Uh, what are the other hidden costs, problems, pitfalls that you see with people um, escaping their particular tax farm to a new one? Yes. Yeah, so they need to know the tax liabilities and tax implications from where they were coming from and where they're coming to. Right. Because in the U.S., of course, you get taxed in your worldwide income, worldwide. if I remember rightly. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And if you're going to be earning income outside the United States, you need to know that there's a threshold for that, but there's a sort of parameter that you must meet of how many days that you you know you live abroad. Right. And you know, is it a single couple, married couple? These are all very important questions to ask. And obviously, you know, we have a team of people and you've known quite a few of them actually yourself, but you know, we actually will source people to go and ask the questions because we know they're vetted. We know they're going to give them the right information. Right. And that matters because like you said, it's people's money. Yeah. It's their money. And and we deal with a lot of people that if they spend $100,000, that's what they have. So you can't you can't you know, I, I think I, I did explain to you before, and one of my favorite sayings is, is, do not leave your brain at the border. Don't leave your brain at the border. You would ask a doctor medical advice, and, and you're going to spend money with whatever they tell you to do or, or to take care of yourself. Do the same when you're buying international real estate, and do it right the first time. Right, right. And so people want to get in touch with you. How can they best do that? Well, it's, it's my name's Macarena. It's actually my name. I was born with my name, Macarena Rose. And they can Google me. I'm, I'm easy to find on the internet or MacarenaRose.com. MacarenaRose.com. And um, are you staying? You're staying through to the end of uh, Sunday. I you, am. You, and you live right in right here. I actually live in San Ignacio, okay. which is where the ruins are inland. Ah, okay. And so expatriation. For those, uh, <laughs> for those, yeah. I mean, Belize. I actually was here about 11 years ago. Uh, I just came for scuba. Oh, and, of course. Uh, I loved it. It's a little different. I've come here with my daughter now, so it's a little bit of a different experience. Uh, she's, she's still lovely. getting used. She's great. She's still getting used to snorkeling Hopefully. and all that. Um, and so for people who are coming to Belize, they can obviously come and, and uh, have a sit down with you and uh, uh, have a coffee and, and talk about things. Uh, mm -hmm. And But of course, your expertise goes all over, right? I mean, and all you have reached to the experts who have I really do, in many different countries. And... And the reason, well, either I've taught them, <laughs> and they, they're in the different countries, or I already have resources there, which is very powerful, um, to just know that you can pick up the phone and meet somebody that, when you land in that country, is going to care about you, not trying to sell you. No, Big no, difference. No. Big difference, because they have to be willing to stand up to you and go, this isn't the right choice for you, and, you know, have you considered this? So that's it's very a, important. I mean, I think... It matters. You know, certainly in my experience, I mean, if you're going to expatriate, it's... A, a big, big choice, and you, you really don't want to get it wrong. It's a lifestyle Because then you've, you've gone and you've invested and you've got to extricate yourself and move and all that kind of stuff. And also, you know, it's like, it's a service you're probably only going to use hopefully once in your life. And because of that, you have to really check the reputation and yours, of course, seems very good. So go talk to her <laughs> if you want to jet ski out of some frozen tundra <laughs> wilderness that you're currently stuck And I don't inside. blame you one bit. No. And, and Skype is a great way to communicate because yep. I can actually see people. They can, they, you know, I do a lot of podcasts that they can actually talk to me. Right, right. But, um, and that's nice because then you know one-to-one -one someone's caring for you or they're authentic or not. Yeah. You yeah, so don't that. listen to the condo salesman. Don't listen to your own, dear God, I finally got some vitamin D sun. <laughs> sunburn, you know, that's going to give you some sense of that. You know, talk to people who've really got the experience with it, and you get the legal issues nailed down, figure out where you're coming from, because getting out is as important as getting in, in terms of legality, and, uh, you know, talk to the experts, and if there was, if we can visualize the foreign real estate uh, industry as 
a, a giant squid, uh, she would be the brain. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? You, where do you come <laughs> up with these things? Either heaven or hell. I'm not sure where they come I from. Think I think that, you know, inspiration comes from the word inspiritus, yeah. which is in Latin, in spirit. So, ah, when okay. you, so seriously, when you come up with those wow, aha moments, yeah. you're completely guided. So good for you. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate <laughs> Absolute it. Absolute honor. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. Good stuff.